0: everyone. I'm Christine Blanchette, the host of the Run With It podcast. I interview medical professionals, registered dietitians, chefs, and celebrities who follow a healthy lifestyle. And for those who are making a difference in the world, thanks for listening. Today is Elise Fosnite. She's a medical advisor with the Aeroflow Urology, and she's here today to talk about Overactive bladder condition, which is OAB. And she's also going to share how to manage your overactive bladder during the holiday season. And welcome, Elise.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here and talking about such a much needed <laughs> topic.
0: Yes, and such a busy time of year, too. And, you know, so tell us, our listeners, what is OAB?
1: Yep, exactly. So overactive bladder is either the the, going to the bathroom more frequently um, or more urgently or a combination of both than what we would think of is normal. So normal bladder frequency during the day is going to be anywhere between two to three hours. That allows your bladder to fill up appropriately. That means that you are drinking plenty of fluids throughout the day. And so what happens is, is when that starts to become maybe every hour, sometimes for people or individuals, that's every 30 minutes we're thinking about that that is when we start seeing this overactive bladder that's occurring with it. And then there's going to be this kind of sudden urge, right? Normally, you know, a a normal urge for you to go to the bathroom, you can kind of finish up, you know, typing that email and, you know, um, playing with the kids, whatever else. But when it is overactive bladder, you get this sudden urge and get almost like a panic Mm -hmm. feeling of you've got to go to the bathroom. Because one of the things that I think people worry about with an overactive bladder and this need to go to the bathroom more frequently is, are they going to wet their pants? You Mm -hmm. know, so having this incontinence, so we can see urge incontinence kind of overlapped with overactive bladder as well.
0: Yes. And you said the word panic. (laughs) You know, it could be in a
1: meeting
0: or you're in a, you're in a, you know, traffic situation. Oh, goodness. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) You know, um, but does it affect women more than men?
1: So um it does and when we think about it though um men do have some urinary concerns as well but they typically don't present themselves until like late 50s early 60s for those individuals and really are tied to an enlarging prostate. For women you know we see this actually happening for a much longer period of time starting you know really early on and this could almost be lifelong
0: mm-hmm. meaning
1: that there could be some issues for for athletes. I see um young athletes who may um, have a, a high tone or a tight pelvic floor that's causing some urinary concerns. We know pregnancy definitely puts pressure on the bladder and, and the, the pelvic floor to cause some urinary concerns as well. And women are having, you know, babies in, you know, 20s, 30s, and 40s. And so definitely we're seeing that a lot, a lot earlier on you know, the other things that we think about too for women is if they are having some sort of pelvic surgery. So if their ovaries are removed, the uterus is removed, an appendix is removed, anything like that can cause um, some overactive bladder as well. And that can cause not just a, um, what am I trying to say, kind of a difference in the anatomy structure, right? You're losing all of those supporting structures to help support that bladder when you have those surgical interventions. But the other thing, as if those nerves get damaged. And so they're sending signals um, not correctly either to your bladder or to your brain to say, hey, we've got to go more frequently. And that can be from some neurologic disorders so Parkinson's or multiple sclerosis, or if you've had a spinal cord injury, those all can be reasons that your nerves have been damaged to make you go to the bathroom more frequently or more urgently.
0: Yes, and exercise like doing your Kegel um, exercises like for the pelvic floor, is that right? Or-
1: Yeah, you definitely can do that too. So yeah, I say, you know, Kegel exercises or pelvic floor squeezes Mm -hmm. are typically how I describe that. And so yes, if you have a weak pelvic floor, you can definitely do those squeezes um, consistently several times during the day. Uh, But we have to remember too, that if you have more of a high tone pelvic floor, that's going to put extra pressure on the bladder. So it's going to be too tight, that pelvic floor and displacing that bladder too. So if you do some more squeezes and that muscle's already tight, it could worsen the symptoms. So what I tell a lot of my individuals, you know, just kind of, you know, do some of those Kegel exercises on your own at home. And after a couple of weeks, if you're not noticing any improvement, that's the time when to seek assistance with a medical provider or with a pelvic floor physical therapist.
0: Yes. And that's when you should see someone. And, and you know, if you like monitor your, you know, um, amount of frequency of going to the bathroom and just seeing, you know, uh, constipation as well
1: it's- oh yes very much so yeah so when we, when we realize that 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 rectum or the colon is full of stool you're you have to think your abdomen can only hold so much volume so what's going to happen it's going to push on that bladder displace the volume so your bladder the capacity isn't as great as it once was either and then that force and the abdominals is going to put pressure again on that bladder to make you feel like you got to go more urgently more urgently as well
0: Yes, and the holiday season, I mean, there's a very busy time yeah. for everyone. And how do we manage ourselves? Like, you know, I know there's lots of you know goodies, foods, and you know, um
1: oh. Oh, my goodness. Ab. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, so our definitely our dietary habits change over the holiday season. You know, you just brought about constipation. So we tend to not drink as much water or have as much fiber in our diet or we're not exercising as much too. It's getting cold. We're tired. We're late nights at parties and get togethers and things like that. So our, our whole normal routine has kind of changed. And so our body doesn't necessarily like that as much. But it can be also the types of foods that you are eating at these certain parties as well. Um, we tend to think about kind of the celebratory drinks that we might have, um, aren't necessarily, you know, beer, but if it's wine or if it's a mixed drink, it's not necessarily the um, kind of the hard liquor that's in there. It's going to be more of the mixes that we see. Mm-hmm. So if it's a fruity mixture, it's a cranberry mixture, um, citrus, any of those types of things can cause a lot of irritation to the bladder alcohol in general is going to be a diuretic um, anyway so it's going to cause more fluid to be pushed through your kidneys to make more urine and then it also is going to be dehydrating so you're going to see more um, concentrated urine which can cause irritation to the bladder but then you're making more urine too so you got to go to the bathroom more frequently so not that you should you know completely you know push the alcohol to the side but just be really mindful of how many drinks you are actually happening having. And then also, before you go to like a second drink, drink some water. Get some fluid in you. You know, I'm always, you know, big with, with pushing lots of water. And I know that that can be a struggle for individuals who are unfortunately suffering from an overactive bladder. But you don't have to drink a whole 16 ounces of water. But if you can get anywhere between four to six ounces, kind of in between those celebratory drinks, that can be really helpful, not only to limit how much you're drinking, but then also making sure that you're getting hydrated as as well. Yeah. And then we know to you know caffeine, hot chocolates, um, you know chocolate in general is going to be an, a bladder irritant as well. And it's really easy to pick up all of those little candies that people <laughs> have made during the holidays. Listen, I'm super I'm super <laughs> guilty. They're so yummy, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um So again, just being really mindful a lot of times too. Um, of kind of what you're eating. People use lots of spices, right? So, you know, you think of cheese balls and, um, dips and things like that, uh, those stuffed mushrooms and, um, you know, little um, hot dogs wrapped up in, you know, croissants. All of those types of things can be, can be really irritating to the bladder also. So again, not saying necessarily to completely, you know, step aside and not eat any of those things. Again, just be really mindful and kind of everything in moderation. The other thing I tell a lot of people, too, is if you know you're going to go to a party where there could be some temptation, right, think about eating a little snack before you go. That way, again, you're limiting how full you think that you are and you're going ahead and eating something that's going to be a little bit more on the healthier side for your bladder and for your gut before you even go there.
0: Oh, wow. Great information. And it's mindful eating, like maybe a smaller plate um, um, and drinking lots oh, of yeah. Water. Yeah, so it's it's um very interesting. What about sparkling water? Is that not good? Guy likes sparkling so this water.
1: Is, yeah, so this is always a myth, right? So your body is not digesting and filtering out that carbonation that's in that sparkling water and things like that. Although it can change the acidity of your uh, and the pH of your blood when you're drinking some of those carbonated beverages, um, it's not necessarily going to get completely filtered out into your urine. So again, you know, one or two sparkling waters, and um, it's going to be okay to, again, just being mindful of what it's flavored with. So again, if it's lime or lemons or oranges, things like that, those citrusy types of flavoring can be irritating to your to your bladder. And again, just limiting straight up water is going to be my go to every single time.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned the word slate too. Like it's all, you know, self care. You know, during this time mm-hmm. you
1: know,
0: Yeah, it's important. Is Is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: Um. To think if there was anything else, um, you know, I always get questions too about you know, um, you know, protective underwear and things like that. Yeah, that's always a good thing to to use too. You definitely don't want to use any kind of products that are going to be used for like menstrual cycles and things like that. You want something a product that's specifically for um, any kind of urinary incontinence. Again, you're going to these places. You don't want to feel rude if you're in the middle of a conversation and saying, excuse me, I need to run to the restroom really quickly, right? And so you, if you feel like you, you, that might happen, and sometimes that just gives people peace of mind, right, it's a safety blanket. So if that's something that you need to do too, absolutely. I wouldn't wear it all day, though. Just wear it for that event, and obviously when you get home, you want to change it as quickly as you can. And then also, you know, depending on um, – where where you are or what you're doing. You can always pack an extra set of clothes. I mean, I have kiddos, so I got extra set of clothes everywhere I go, <laughs> just, in, just in case, you know, um, something, you know, happens or whatever else. And I think sometimes, too, having that and you're tricking your brain, you know, essentially is um, super helpful And saying, okay, if something happens, you know, then, you know, I'm kind of um, set as far as um, having a backup, you know, if I need it.
0: Yes, and are there any resources that you could offer our listeners? Or
1: yeah, absolutely. So the um, American Urology Association has a wonderful website designed just for patients, and it's called. Um, oh my goodness, you're putting me on the spot now. I think it's called Urology Health. <laughs> is what <laughs> is what that um, is what that uh website is actually is called. Um, but you could always go to the American Urology Association website uh to be able to to find that as, as well, kind of that um sister website that they have there. Um also like the Urology Care Foundation um is another one that they can go to. Lots of good resources um there as as well. Those would be kind of, you know, my my go-tos um for um, finding uh, more information um on types of things that are could cause bladder irritants. Um, and they also will have, um, locate a provider in your area also. So that's always something to to look for too, especially if you're trying to do some conservative things on your own and you're just not getting as much improvement as you need to. If you're looking for a pelvic floor physical therapist, it's APTA. So the um, Association of Physical Therapists of America um, is that website that you can go to also. And you can kind of specify incontinence and you can find a specific pelvic floor physical therapist in your area that can help you out as well.
0: Great information. And I really enjoyed speaking with you today and I love you to come back.
1: Oh, I would love that. Yes, absolutely. Urology is definitely um, one of my my most favorite things to to talk about. I've been in urology for over 10 years at this point. Um, love all things pelvic health, especially when it comes to to women. You know, unfortunately, we just don't have the resources and enough uh, information um, and again re- research that has been done on women and a lot of times people think that this is just normal and I will say and I stress this every single time just because something is common does not mean it's normal so again just because we know a lot of women are struggling with overactive bladder and you've had you know so many pregnancies and babies and surgeries or whatever else doesn't mean that you should just suffer in silence. So please, you know, don't don't wait to, to get help. Really be proactive. There's lots of providers out there that are friendly, that are, that are willing to help you out and you don't have to suffer.
0: Thank you very much for your time today and happy holidays.
1: Yes, you too. My pleasure. Thank you again for having me. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening. I'm Christine Blanchette, the host of the Run With It podcast. If you have a question or wish to reach me, go to my website, which is runwithit.ca. Until next time, run with it.